recorded live at 4 Triple Z Studios Brisbane on 102.1 FM and broadcast across Australia on the Community Radio Network. You're listening to Zed Games. With 10 years experience and over 500 episodes, Zed Games brings you the best in gaming news, reviews, community and culture. Want to reach out? Message us on Facebook at ZEDGamesAU. Hello, hello, hello. You are listening to Zed Games. We're here at 4ZZZ Studios. I'm Zara and with me is... It's Paul. Paul. I'm also here. Hello. Oh, you're a, you're a lot more... Um... I like to keep it relaxed. Yeah. We've got to move into this Christmas season. Oh, that's true. Uh, speaking of... Okay, good. That did pick up. Ru- Rudolph's here. Um, so, what are we talking about today? We're talking about video games of video various games? types. Uh, we'll be talking about uh, Shovel Knight, Shovel Knight, Pocket Dungeon, uh, and then just talking about uh, the holidays and what sort of games we can do, and some news and, we all, and all yeah, those things. News. We've also got we've got. It sounds like we've got gaming news, gaming reviews, and. Gaming uh, gen- miscellaneous and gaming misc. <laughs> yeah, we got it all here, folks. That's right. How are you doing today? I'm uh, well. My my Christmas just got cancelled. Literally oh. on the way here, my mother was a secondary contact Uh-oh. to someone that had COVID, and now she's a primary contact because uh, that person got tested against COVID. Oh, Thankfully, I have no. not seen my mother since then, but uh, it looks like I won't be seeing her on Christmas anymore. Well, you can have. A, does she know how to use Zoom? <laughs> I'm pretty sure, no no we have got Facebook video chat happening right, before yeah. so that that's a possibility yeah. but I mean it's, it's just a date isn't it it we is just, just a date we just have Christmas a week later it'll be fine yeah. well as long as she doesn't have COVID and on well, <laughs> fingers, fingers crossed, crossed. Um, but yeah I know my folks, we tend we tend to have it sort of like as like a three day kind of mm. affair. You know, you have like your Christmas with your friends, you have like a Christmas with your family, and you have like a third or fourth just for like the leftovers. I guess we we often, as the extended families got bigger, as we got older, ones that used to be on Christmas, we're like, you know what's easier if we do it two three weeks earlier. Yeah. Ah. It's all good. It's all fun. It's an excuse to get together, and it's a good excuse. And that's probably the most important thing. Um, And we will be talking about games that you can play when you come together uh, for the holidays. But before that, uh, let's listen to some news. This week in gaming news. Stalking NFTs, winning games, and some tasty gaming bites. Stalking NFTs. With big brands like Nike and Adidas jumping on the non-fudgeable tokens, or NFTs, it would seem like a mistake for game developers not to do the same. However, Microsoft's experimental NFT sales for Ghost Recon Breakpoint appear to have just sold just 15 NFTs since their release on the 9th of December. Jumping on this bandwagon, GSC Gameworld, developer of Stalker 2, Heart of Chernobyl, announced on the 15th of December their intention to introduce NFTs via auction in January of 2022 and later. These NFTs would range from Genesis collectibles to the rights to be scanned using photogrammetry and inserted into the game as an NPC metahuman. Within 24 hours after the publication went live, GSC Gameworld was hit with community backlash and responded with a tweet saying, based on the feedback we received, we've made the decision to cancel anything NFT related in Stalker 2, but not before doubling down in a now deleted tweet attempting to reason with the community. It must be noted that in the third quarter of 2021, NFT games such as Sky Mavis' Axis Infinity reportedly generated about 2.32 billion US dollars in revenue, paving the way as further incentive for 
for future developers to integrate NFTs into games. Winning games. In an unprecedented year for games, Hades now sits alongside Oscar-winning Medal of Honor above and beyond's Colette for being the first game to win a prestigious industry award in 2021. In this year's Hugo Awards, the World Science Fiction Society used its bylaws to create the one-off 2021 Best Video Game Award. Many games were nominated, with Spiritfarer from Thunder Lotus Games and Animal Crossing New Horizon from Nintendo coming runners-up to the award-winning Hades from Supergiant Games. While Supergiant Games weren't able to be there, Greg Kassavan, creative director and writer of Hades, had this to say on Twitter. Hey, I'm Greg Kassavan, writer and creative director at Supergiant Games, and we are incredibly honored to be the first ever recipient of a Hugo Award in the category of Best Video Game. Uh, we, myself included, uh, grew up experiencing these classic works of science fiction and, and fantasy from uh, you know, Ursula K. Le Guin to Philip K. Dick and what have you. And that's when we first came across the Hugo Awards name, of course, as, uh, as kids. And so to have earned this distinction all this time later, uh, especially alongside such an incredible slate uh, of nominees, games of all shapes and sizes from teams big and small, it really means the world. Keep an eye out in future as there are rumors floating around online that this gaming category may become an annual Hugo event. Now for some gaming bites. Finishing first. How long to beat stat breakdown of game releases in 2021 show that Resident Evil Village is the most completed game this year with 2.6 thousand completions of the game so far, narrowly beating Metroid Dread with 2.2 thousand completions. CD Projekt settles. CD Projekt has settled with suing investors over the release of Cyberpunk 2077 to the tune of 1.85 million US dollars. The lawsuit accused CD Projekt of misleading investors over the release quality of the game and suing for damages incurred by this. North America unionizes. North America finally has its first ever video game studio union, formed at Video Game Studio, developers of Beast Breaker that released for PC, Mac and Switch this year. The Vodio Workers Unions formed to protect the independent contracted workers and salaried staff to maintain a fair and equitable workforce and lock in some of the perks they love, like the four-day workweek they currently enjoy. Sony faceplates, finally. After exerting legal pressure to stop the creation of personalised faceplates for the PS5 late 2020 and more recently against dbrand in October this year, Sony has finally released their own personalised faceplates with five different colour offerings of Midnight Black, Cosmic Red, Nova Pink, Starlight Blue, and Galactic Purple. Now in upcoming games. On the 23rd of December, the 3D platformer puzzler Scarf, to be released by Uprising Studios, has you forming an unbreakable bond with your dragon, who is also your Scarf, on PC and Stadia. Terratopia and Tunnel of Doom are releasing their Switch ports on the 23rd. On the 24th, Tunnel of Doom is also porting to the Xbox One, and releasing on the 28th of December, the Switch port of Lacuna. For more details on any of our stories, click the link on our Facebook page at ZDDGamesAU. And that's all this week in gaming news. Thanks for that, Toby. Really appreciate it. Um... I was just thinking about the faceplates colors. Oh yes, you're not a fan of the colors that are available. I'm not the biggest fan of them either. 
What color would you like to have yours in? Look, I'm 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 weird. Every console I have, like the first colored controller I buy, is always just like a sort of a solid red. A solid red. It's like red? it's all. I don't know why red's not even a color I use it much in my life elsewhere. I just do it for a controller, and so I do it for a console. But they did release the red recently. You can already buy that oh. controller, and I saw it and I'm like, nah, don't need that. It's the weird red. It's uh, not mean, not a Santa red. No, not a Santa red. Not like a uh, my. Santo red that I'm currently donning right now. <laughs> but, keep the jingles um, going. Like a nice candy apple red. That's yeah. like that's a beautiful color. Yeah. Uh, whatever cosmic it's red. It's cosmic a bit red? more movie. I'm not sure. I don't know. I'm no colorologist. Um, moving on from that, NFTs. It's time for non fungible talk time. Zara and Paul. Here we go. Not NFTs stand for not a fan. It's trash. Look, I actually have a few friends that work in blockchain chain technology and such, and they've done great lengths to explain to me the purpose of NFTs and such. And whilst I remain not totally convinced, all of us are generally in agreement that one thing they have no application for is gameplay in any way. No. Uh, banking sector and a few other things like that. Art and everything. It's all bloody scams. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> like yeah. There's, there's nothing tangible happening here at all. I love the clip with... Um, Asking Keanu Reeves last week, it's like what he thought about NFTs. He just starts <laughs> giggling like a schoolgirl. <laughs> like, it's like, They're oh silly. yes, yeah, yeah. Uh, limitations on something you can easily co- copy. Actually, there was an excellent game released during the week. I think it was a Doom mod, uh, but all the enemies were replaced with um, ripped NFTs. Uh, instead of shooting them, you saved them because uh, whole thing's pointless. I like that. Yeah. I mean, it's a great realm. Lots of people are making some rubbishy money and that will pop at some point, but who knows when. Uh, and otherwise, yeah, they don't do anything. It was funny, the uh, the stalker thing, because they had to do their big backflip. Oh, they yeah. did a half backflip. They apologized and said, we're still going to do it. And then 25 minutes deleted that tweet and said, no, we're sorry all over. But what they were selling wasn't even appropriate for an nft no because it, was, it was really yeah it's just winning an auction it's like it's if just, you win it you get to be in the game and the, they were going to do similar things like your name could be like scratched on a desk or something but just like i don't know yeah. just scratch people's names on a desk but you just, could still sell it you could still have a thing but yeah. the NF, nfts are so you can trade them yeah 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 I but once it's done what's the trade yeah I, Here, here's the golden ticket to the chocolate factory i've already been but here's the ticket yeah Here's, here's my souvenir. Yeah. Thanks, Grandpa Joe. Oh. Anyway. But um, I, I had uh, one comment I needed to make on uh, the Game Awards from last week. Yeah. So uh, the winner was It Takes Two, which is fine. It's a year of weird games, whatever. That game I thought was pretty good. Wouldn't be my pick, but whatever. But the funniest thing is it won Best Family Game. Have you played It Takes Two? I have not played It Take two, Takes Two. I have watched other people play it. Mm. And Family Game... I yeah. guess. Look, let's ignore the spikes in difficulty. Would we should make it hard for lots of people to play because it's not always similar. It is about a dysfunctional copy of couple of terrible people who at points torture their child. Um, so I guess <laughs> you know it is a game about a family. Uh, it is. Yeah. If it if it comes to games about families, it is. It is. Definitely that. Is it something that you'll bust out at a holiday party, though? Uh, well, definitely. <laughs> I'm definitely not going to say, hey, hey, son, I know it would be a good early game for you to play. This one about why mommy and daddy don't really love each other anymore. Um <laughs> be fun for that to uh, appear in therapy 20 years in the future. Oh, just yeah. Just kind of like, yeah. mm, it all started with this uh, it, it silly takes little two. game. Um, 
I think we all know <laughs> uh, your thoughts on It Takes Two and it. Really hey, I like it. It's good. It's, it's just very badly written. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Paul's got a review for us. Um, so we are talking about Shovel Knight Pocket Dungeon. It is the latest in the wild success story that is Shovel Knight. If you don't know who or what Shovel Knight is, well, Shovel Knight is a retro-inspired platformer that was kickstarted in 2013. Begun as something of a joke, it riffed on the downward sword thrust move from Zelda 2, or, if you prefer, the pogo jump from DuckTales. Rather than a sword or a cane, the Shovel Knight wields, well, you know, a shovel. The Kickstarter quickly exploded, raising over $311,000 US, uh, which didn't just include the initial game, uh, but four other games. Three other platformers starring other characters with different mechanics, and a four-player fighting game. These games would be packed together, and eventually the full collection was released as the Shovel Knight Treasure Trove. The character really caught on, though, and appeared in over 20 other games so far, including an assist trophy in Smash Bros. Ultimate. It even got its own amiibo. Quite the legacy for a joke 8-bit character. Now we have our first official spin-off, with the original developers, Yacht Club Games, teaming up with a solo developer, Vine. I think he actually goes by Vine2D, but in the credits they say Vine, so I'll go with that. Uh, to bring us a new puzzle-based Shovel Knight adventure. At its very core... Pocket Dungeon is about clearing the board of various elements. Objects or enemies that, uh, that are touching form chains, so you'll generally want to aim for the biggest chain so you can increase your score and hopes of continuing. Your character is physically on the board and you can move in the four cardinal directions. Bumping into an enemy will attack it, but you'll also take damage, so you may need to go pick up a health potion before you can take another strike. Also, items will appear, such as bombs, that you can activate strategically to clear the board. That's the basics. So yeah, it's a gem-falling game. Things coming from the top, you got to wipe them off the board and not die. I had a friend. I still have a friend, actually. Uh, <laughs> this friend and I had a discussion about the focus of the game. Was it really a puzzle game? Personally, I think it's pretty clear and takes direct inspiration from puzzle games such as Mr. Driller and Warrior's Woods, but it's still wholly unique. The core of the disagreement, though, came from the game's accessibility options. Pocket Dungeon is very willing to let the player play how they want. By default, players can choose between a roguelike or puzzle mode. The actual difference here is that if you die in roguelike, your game is over, and you go back to camp, and if you die in puzzle mode, you simply respawn with a penalty and only end your run if the board fills up. By default, objects fall from the top slowly, but jump to the next position when you make a move. In the options, you can turn off the time progression entirely and play as a purely turn-based game. My friend's argument was that by pleasing too many masters, the game wasn't as focused. Imagine if you could make Tetris turn-based. It would be a completely different game. And my friend is kind of right. See, I don't personally play Pocket Dungeon as a pure platform, a pure puzzle game. I play it as a rhythm game, similar to Crypt of the Necrodancer. And that's an option the game doesn't even advertise or encourage in any way at all. It just works, though. The soundtrack by Jake Kaufman is a chiptune banger and I just naturally find myself working under the pressure of a beat. It just works. I've also turned down the sound and made it turn-based and played it as a puzzle game, and that works too. The design is extremely adaptable. As you work through the game's areas with lots of biomes with unique enemies to master, you will encounter bosses that have their own mechanics to add to the mix, and once defeated, you recruit them to your team. On later runs, you can choose to play as any of them and incorporate their abilities. 
The game is advertised as a roguelike or road light if you prefer, and it's a genre that matches well with a puzzle game, as the genre is all about runs. Being a robust package though, you'll be unlocking new items, characters and areas on most runs. You can open up shortcuts to skip parts of the game as well as play mini games and dress up your character at the base. There's a lot on offer here. I've been playing the game on OLED Switch, ooh la la, uh, and the 2D sprite work is just gorgeous. The series has always had great character designs and vibrant color palettes, but the slightly chibi look of the artwork and large character portraits are really wonderful to look at. To complete a run though, the game will only take a handful of hours, but that's not really the point of a puzzle game. There's a lot of variety in each world and what character you choose to play as, which should keep puzzles playing for a long time yet. Also, I've not yet mentioned the versus mode. There's something about aggressive split-screen puzzle games that really gets me going. You can also play against AI opponents, but that's barely any of the fun. My only disappointment would be that it's only two-player. I'd love a four-player version to really upset some close friends. Shovel Knight Pocket Dungeon is a worthy addition to the Shovel Knight franchise, and surely won't be the last, with Shovel Knight Dig currently scheduled for release next year. The game can be enjoyed by any player's preferred pace, and offers a wide variety of content and playstyles. I don't think I really emphasise just how much you can make this game as hard or as easy as you like. You can straight up go to the options and change your health or damage output. It can be as hardcore or as chill out as you like. With the adventure mode, versus battles, daily challenges and achievements to collect, there's enough to keep anyone busy. It looks and sounds great, plus you get a shovel. Shovel Knight Pocket Dungeon is available on Switch, PlayStation and Steam for PC and Mac and will set you back around $30 Australian. And that's my review, Zara. I liked it. I liked your review. <laughs> but also, I really like the sound of the game. I've never really been the biggest fan of roguelikes. Um, it's just not really been something Yeah, I'm super... Like, I find them a little frustrating for me, just yeah. because of who so, I am as a person. With this, whilst it certainly has roguelike trappings, and yeah. this is like, the when I said roguelite, if you do make the differentiation, I don't care, but other people do. You know, this is all about giving you progression. Yeah. At its core, it's a it's a puzzle game. It's your Tetris's. Yeah. It's, your, it's your stuff like that, which is, you know, it is about doing like, oh, I'm just going to load up and play a round of Tetris and go through until I die. And that's what you do here. Um, in fact, at the, one of the, bonuses right at the end if you, you complete everything oh. that you get an endless mode in that which does just turn it into a classic puzzle game at that point oh. um, but yeah it's a it's a bit weird it's very like as i say i play it on the beat yeah the game doesn't say to do it but it just feels good it just feels it um, feels like it, that's it, what it's i do make mistakes quite regularly still but yeah. that's also you know you, you do inherently learn patterns and yeah. skills in this yeah. um but yeah it's also because you know you're attacking the things on the board so it makes it uh yeah, you've got to watch your health and the thing you're attacking health, and things will have special abilities. All the, all, well, pretty, pretty much every enemy is taken from the existing games. Yeah. So they've changed their attack patterns from a 2D platformer into a gem falling puzzle game, and it works. It's cool. They, they've done a phenomenal job. That sounds like it whips, and I might actually look it up myself because uh, it just sounds a lot more appealing to me. Um, probably makes Shovel Knight appealing, less appealing to a whole bunch of people. But that's all right. <laughs> There's a lot of different Shovel Knights. There's a lot of different Shovel Knights out there. I had no idea there were so many. But I'm Zara, with me is Paul, and we're going to be talking about some of our top picks for games to bust out when the family's getting around. Our jolly holiday picks. Yeah, and I think we're kind of stuck to this sort of um, 
an unofficial criteria where we're just kind of like something that is easy to learn. You don't have to do a ton of explaining and is a bit devious. Oh, well, actually, yeah, I guess my, my, my comments do fall under that. Yeah. <laughs> so you go first, Paul. Well, I actually was uh, setting it up again today because I haven't used it in the last couple of years. Okay. Um, so I have uh, Johann Sebastian Joust. What? If you never played that. So Johann Sebastian Joust is a difficult game to get to kind of play because you need a PlayStation Move controllers. Yeah. Up to seven of them because seven people can play at once. And if you're going to play with seven people, you need a Mac. And it needs to be like uh, OS X 10.7 to 10.10, I think, okay. uh, to get all seven because they changed the way the Bluetooth stacks works. Anyway, we'll ignore the technical side. So what this game is, is a physical uh, dancing combat game. Uh, the analog uh, interpretation of it would be everyone has a, a egg on a wooden spoon and your yep. job is to knock off everyone's egg. Except okay. they've yep. got a move controller. Yeah. Uh, the digital p- component comes in that the speed of the music dictates how fast you can move. So the oh. music will speed up and slow down. Uh, so everyone just starts the round, all your controls go beep and they all light up and then you've got to dance around this area and try to knock other people's controls while protecting so your own. So a little bit of the beep test in there, huh? Uh, kinda. It's a. Uh, it's like a very slow gladiatorial fight. Yeah. Um. It's uh, actually a big game at like packs and events like that. They generally run it like the entire event. Yeah, long. that makes sense. And it's so easy to understand because you just watch one person play it. Yeah. And then you just grab a controller and that's it because the control entire controller is your body. Yeah. And I've seen giant men fighting tiny little kids, and the kids can have a good advantage because they can run between legs and stuff. Uh, but yes, it's a good Christmas game. Because uh, sort of everyone can get involved, and you find some quite devious um, strategies develop out of it. So yeah, yes. and the uh, the con- the at least one of the creators is actually from Melbourne. I didn't re- I didn't learn that for years after I've been playing it. A secret like, oh. Melbourneite. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, but he he'll do flips and stuff. Like, don't play with him. Okay. He's, he's too good. Yeah, it's tricky. What's tricky. a good What's a good Christmas game in your world? Um. Okay. So my family were a little were a little basic we very we're very into uno um uh sometimes i'll pick out like just i have this fun little golf mini game on my switch that's quite easy to pick up Uh um but but when you play uno do you allow stacking of like draw four Sometimes yeah. it depends on how much drinking is involved. <laughs> um, we're generally quite good sports about it, and the thing is that we tend to play games that will tear most families apart, but mm-hmm. seems to just make us stronger. However, um, a game that I've played recently at um, a friend gathering was uh, "Don't Get Got," which was, which is quite simply, you get given a list of tasks you need to get other people to do and you need to try and complete as many of those you need to try and get people to do as many of those tasks as possible for the end of the night whoever manages to complete the most tasks wins and the task can be something like try to get a friend to dance with you um all i needed to do was do uh the flossing fortnight dance long Uh enough and i knew that one of my friends would just join me just because that's something that we just do normally um, but also if someone thinks that you're trying to set them up to do a task, you say, is this part of the game? And you have to go, ah, task failed. Uh. So it's all very, everyone's just kind of like. So, so you, you'll play over an event. So you like yeah. start the game at the beginning and it then you play It takes place in the background yeah. of whatever's going on. It's a good on. social lubricant as well. Yeah. And it's, it's like, just, it's all go. very sort of like 
you know, someone might do, you might ask someone to do you a favor and normally they're like, okay, sure thing. But now that it's like, what are you trying? Is this, is this a trick? Are you trying to trick me? And it's just, it's very fun to do. Yeah. Um, I do like the social interaction with stuff like that. Yeah. We, um, just as general on the video game side of such, which just sucked the line on, uh, of course, all the Jackbox party pack stuff. Yes. Great. And we all know about those, and currently they're on sale. Like Epic, you'll get yeah, really yeah, cheap. Yeah. Anyway, we've spoken about those before, so I'm going to put a tangential game in there. A game we've been playing recently called What the Dub. What the Dub? Yes. It's also on sale on a few things at the moment. Anyway, its concept is uh, they have old, out-of-copyright movies, and they've taken short clips out of them. Yeah. And be like, no, no, they don't have this, but I'll just use it. And it's like, frankly, my dear, I don't give up. And then it stops and everyone just writes in their answers and you get to put in sound effects as well if you want. Okay. And then it will play that scene again. Frankly, my dear, I don't give a flying nanny, And it will voice it with a bad computer voice and play your sound effects and then you just vote on the one you like. So it's not a skill-based. It's very juvenile. It's just to appeal to it's the It's so juvenile. The but it is such a good crowd pleaser. Yeah. Um, the amount of times you just stick it... And they've got a wide variety because there's so much copyright-free uh, footage out there these days. Yeah. Um, they've... Uh, yeah, it's a great one. What the dub. Just uh, laugh for a few hours. And, yeah. Uh, until your mum just starts writing swear words for every answer. <laughs> no, that sounds like a good one. Um, I've got like an honorary mention from yeah, Ailey yeah. because she was supposed to oh, yes, come yeah. in tonight. Um, unfortunately, she has taken ill... And we shall fervently wish for her recovery. She's fine. She's fine. It's not that... I don't know why I went so dramatic. We're, we're holding vigil. Um, but her pick was Code Names, where two, ca- two teams compete to see who can make contact with all their agents first. So there are spy masters who give one-word clues that can point to a bunch of words on the board. Mm. And it is up to the teammates to try to guess the right words of the right color uh, while avoiding the words that belong to the opposing team. Oh, yeah, yeah. So it's a little bit kind of like a sort of minesweeper-ish almost. Mm-hmm. Um, and I haven't... I've, I've never played it once and it was fairly, you know, took her I, around to sort of get the hang of it. I've but seen it a bunch. There's yeah. so many different va- variations yeah, of it and such, but I have those, still not played it. It is definitely yeah. one of those games where people can sort of like come up with their own little house rules and hmm. that adds to the fun. Um, yeah, so if you're out of ideas for what to do for Christmas, uh, well, um, here's some ideas for you. <laughs> you probably want to get on that now. Yeah. Like immediately. Or just go and get games and play them by yourself and ignore your family. Yeah, that's also That's an also option. a valid option. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, whatever you do with your holidays. And you know what? It is time for us to say goodbye. 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 And happy holidays. And take care, everybody. Stay safe. Give us one last ring as we go out. Merry Christmas. Ho, ho, ho. Thanks for listening to Zed Games. If you'd like to listen to more, check out our podcast on Spotify. Or follow us on social media at ZEDGamesAU. See you next time. time.